0: Thank you, Pastor. All right. Psalms tonight, Psalms 84, and I want to say it's been wonderful to be here this week at our home church and and to hear preaching as well, and uh, we need preaching too, and uh, I appreciate uh, the man of God preaching this week, and I appreciate the privilege and uh, being able to be here, and I was cleaning my reading glasses, and I left them at the house does anybody have a spare that I can use? And Brother Jack was going to give me his prescription glasses, and I couldn't see through them, so I was wondering if anybody's got not a man, not a, not a woman. Amen? And, uh, so, but uh, if not, then I may stumble along a little bit in my reading, and uh, so you'll have to forgive me for that. But uh, I love this place. I thank God uh, for the Bible Baptist Church. I'm grateful uh, the Lord allowed us to become a member here And uh, already, three years ago, and uh, so we appreciate that. Thank you, Brother Dwayne, and uh, we appreciate the Lord allowing us to do that. I thank God for him, a man of God, and his wife, and family, and appreciate them, and uh, I really do, and we appreciate you all. Psalms 84, give you what the good Lord has laid upon my heart, and uh, we'll uh, try to read through these. I believe we can do that. And let's look at verse 1. The Bible said, How amiable thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my uh, flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee, whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, see Behold, O God, our shield. Look upon the face of thine anointed. I like this verse. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. I believe the psalmist is trying to say, thank God for the church. I want to preach tonight, if the Lord will help me, out of this passage of Scripture, on um, thank God for the church. Now, I'll be honest; I don't really know who wrote uh, this chapter here. I want to believe David did. I know it's wrote, uh, written to uh, or for the sons of Korah. And of course, we know according to Numbers chapter sixteen, they were part of that crowd. The man of God preached on last night. Uh, they withstood the men of God, and they were stubborn. And God opened up the pit. And they went to hell with their boots on. Amen. Uh, and we know that the, la- the previous 11 uh, chapters were written by Asaph. But I want to believe that maybe David had wrote this psalm. Uh, and David said, hey, boys, uh, I want you to be reminded that thank God uh, for the house of God. Amen. Amen. Now, let me say four things. Uh, about uh, the church. Number one uh, it was purposed in the mind of God before the world ever began. Calvary did not catch God uh, by surprise. Uh, uh, when man had fallen in the garden Him and uh, Adam and Eve uh, uh, God already had a plan uh, in motion. Amen. I'm glad that I was already uh, on his mind uh, uh, before I was ever born. Amen. I'm not a Calvinist not even close uh, but I thank God for Calvary, and I thank God, hallelujah, that God uh, already had a plan. Amen. Amen. Can I say number two? That the church was purchased by the blood of God. Hallelujah. Uh, The church, uh, we sang about blood a while ago. Uh, The church is not a club, it's not a YMCA, it's not a moose lodge. (laughs) Uh, one fellow said when he first got saved he heard a fellow talk about the mooses and the gooses and he thought they were just throwing that out there but there really is called a moose lodge uh, amen and we're not part of that what about that uh, uh, we don't uh, do none of that nonsense uh, you hardly ever hear that preached on anymore but the truth of the matter is uh, hey the Bible said it's a shame uh, I not even speak of those things uh, that are done in secret amen uh, so thank God the church uh, was purchased by the blood of God I'm glad hallelujah uh, that it was his blood can I say number three that the church uh, is protected uh, by the spirit of God the Bible said in Psalm chapter one that the wind driving the shaft away how uh, I know in this day and hour it seems like uh, people don't go like they used to but I got news for you the church uh, will always exist uh, there'll never be a time uh, we're not going down uh, we're going up amen thank God uh, for the protected spirit of the Holy Ghost uh, that watches over the church can I say number four Uh, thank God one day the church will be presented uh, to the Lamb of God (laughs) and you know what without spot and without wrinkle hallelujah I'm longing for the day uh, when I'm going to be like him. Oh, listen. Uh, John said, I don't know what it's all about, uh, but one thing I know, he said I'm going to be like him. Hey, hallelujah. Uh, one day I'll never fail him again. Uh, one day uh, I'll never lose my temper again. Uh, one day I'll never have a short of patience again. Amen. One day uh, this so dirty, rotten flesh... You can be praying. And the I mean the dirtiest thought will uh, come across your mind even while you're praying because your flesh is rotten and it stinks and it's no good. But thank God one day He's going to change that. He's going to change me and give me a glorified body. And hallelujah, I'll be like Him. I won't have to get up every morning and crucify this old flesh. Because I'll have a glorified body Hallelujah Won't that be a blessing Amen Hey, Hallelujah Verse 1 we find David gives a description He said how amiable How wonderful That word means two things How wonderful How lovely You see brother David you know what? Uh, He said it's just good Wonderful to be in church Now the preacher said that a while ago. Now here's the thing. I could be in hell tonight. And should be. That is the way I was headed. That was the, the avenue, the road I was going down. But Jesus came by and rescued me, uh, and hallelujah, and put me into his family, and I get to go to church uh, almost every night of my life. Uh, The Lord put me in evangelism because he knew I needed church all the time. Amen. It's wonderful. Hallelujah. I could be in a hospital laid up somewhere tonight. I could be in a a nursing home uh, and out of my mind tonight, but thank God uh, I'm in church. Uh, And it's wonderful, Brother Casey, it's wonderful to be here. I say hallelujah, it's wonderful to be in church. I say hallelujah, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's wonderful on a Thursday night to be in church. I said it's wonderful, it's wonderful to be here, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's wonderful to be here. Hallelujah. The word also means it's wholesome. It's good to be in church. People say, what do you got down there for the young folk? We got church. <laughs> got wanna club, yeah. We like preaching and we want us some more Sunday night and we want us some more Wednesday night. Amen. <laughs> yeah. About the only person who gets in trouble in church is the preacher, amen. It's a wholesome place. It's a good place to be. Brother Brown, I had a fellow call me and I'm not, I'm not doing any evangelistic exaggeration. Uh, a fellow called me and here's what he said. He said, Brother Barnes, I heard you preach and I've heard you on YouTube a time or two. I'd like for you to come preach meeting." I said, all right. And here's what he said, Pastor. He said, now, what kind of entertainment do you do? And I said, uh, huh. I said you're kidding right and he said oh no he said don't you like perform magic or got a dummy I said no I'm the dummy amen I said I can't bring one I'm already bringing myself amen I said, uh, I said sir I tell you all I know is to go down the house of God and take that old King James Bible and open it up and to preach and let the Holy Ghost take his holy word and do a work that I cannot do that's a work that is divine I didn't come to entertain I come to preach the word of God and to tell you what say saith the Lord I'm a telling you, that's what I came to church for. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm glad to be in church. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He said, well, don't, don't think I need you then. Have a good day. I said, hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's what we've become today. Amen. Number two, he gives his desire. Verse two, he said, I'm consumed with going to church. You know what he said? He said, I'm about to pass out. That's what he said. He said, my soul on with yea, even fainteth. When's the last time you about passed out because you want to go to church? You know what Brother Ladd said last night? He said, I couldn't wait to get here. You see, when when you're getting revived, there creates a new desire in your heart for the house of God. I can remember back in the day In the late 70's When there's a move of God And people got there early I mean they'd come 30, 40 minutes early I mean they'd pace the floor Until they could get the kids And the wife in the car And they said, "Honey, it's time To go to church It's time You know why they were consumed with desire i tell you what kind of revival we need A revival of desire That would consume 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 us to be in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Consumed. Can I say number two? That he said my flesh cried out. Wow. What about that? He said I'm to the point that even my flesh wants to go to church. You know what? David knew something good down at the house of God. Sometimes you wore out. Boy on a Wednesday night you got to buffet that flesh and say, we're going to church. We're going to the house of God because that old devil tell you you're tired, you're wore out. And it'd be all right if you just slipped tonight. It'd be okay. And you'll convince yourself. But I tell you what if you'll go ahead and and get cleaned up and you'll load up and you're going down to the house of God, I'm telling you you'll be glad that you did. Amen. I tell you I I don't understand these fellas uh, that are shutting down the Wednesday night services and shutting down the Sunday night services and I'm telling you I don't need less church. Uh, I need more church. Amen. And he said so much the more as the day is a uh, we need to be in the house of God I appreciate you being here you've been faithful all this week uh, and you know what God's done for you he's helped you, he's helped me you know why, because we've been in uh, the house of God I'm telling you tonight oh that we get a new desire but to be faithful to the house of the Lord, amen his desire, verse 3 we see his dedication you know what he said, brother Graham? he said in verse 3, Yea, the sparrow hath found a house and a swallowing nest for a cell. Preacher, I thought about, Lord, why would you mention a bird having a, a house in the house of God? He said to me, Brother Brett, he said, because you need to build your house around the house of God. You need to build your house around the house of God. You see, I remember a day when people... They, they scheduled their vacations around what was going on at church. Right. Now, I know sometimes the preacher may call a meeting and you've already had something scheduled. I understand that. But I preach for a fella uh, somewhere in Georgia every year and this man goes the same week and he always tells the preacher it's your fault because you know when I go on vacation. He said no, you know when it's revival. You just don't want to be here. Amen. The guy's never met me and he's never given me a chance to preach to him. Amen. He keeps uh, taking off. I remember a day uh, when thank God the church house uh, is what you built your house uh, around. You didn't play little league on Wednesday night you went to church amen amen you didn't go to amusement park on Sunday you went to church I'd be afraid to be on a roller coaster on Sunday morning be afraid that thing take off go flying amen oh no you can do that through the week not on Sunday amen racing I, but I tell you where we are. I was a preaching uh, 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 kind of like this, somewhere several years ago. And I talked about racing and a nut came right up to me after service and told me how in two weeks he's going to go to race. I said, he didn't hear a thing I just said. But you know what? He's stubborn. That's that stubborn streak. He didn't care what I said. He's still going racing. But I tell you, if you ever fall in love with him, you'd rather be at the house of God than anywhere. There's no place on this earth that compares to being in church. Amen. Amen. Build your house. Can I say, Brother Grant, build your hopes. He said he laid the, the young on the altar. Yes, sure. Build your hopes around the house of God. Oh, that's right, man. Me and Patty, of course, never had any children. Never had a son, Brother Casey. Never had, never had a boy. But if I had a boy, I'd rather my boy did what your boy did last night. Testify in the choir. Yes, sir. I'd rather do like... I've seen them raise their hands. I'd rather be like brother Justin being in the house of God, being faithful. If I had a son, you hear me? I'd rather him sing in the choir, shout the victory, testify, run up and down the aisle, then throw a 70-yard touchdown or make 50 points uh, in a basketball game. Uh, I'd rather him love Jesus uh, more than anything in this life. Uh, I'd rather him pursue uh, the Holy Ghost uh, than anything in this whole world. Uh, I'm telling you, he said, build your around the house of God amen live for church some of you raised your children they don't come they know where they're supposed to be but at least you can pillow your head at night and know that you took them to church and you raised them right and they've went their own way and God will deal with them but at least you know what now, now, see, if you missed on Sunday nights and you missed on Wednesday nights while you was raising them, that, that's a different story. Right. Amen. Right. But thank God for those uh, who, uh, hey, who love the church. He said, uh, he said, build your house around the house of God. Let me say number four, verse four, five, and six. We see the dwelling in the house of God. We see in Verse 4, he talks about having a song in the night. He said, he said he will be still praising thee, Selah. I can't promise you you're not going to have trouble, Brother Dave. I can't promise you you're not going to have heartaches, lonely nights. I can't promise you none of that. But I tell you what I can promise you. If you'll stay with him, he'll give you a song in the middle of the night. Oh, Job said he gave me a song. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for old Joel Osteen. He said he didn't preach on sin nor suffering. Suffering's a part of Christianity, sin's a part of life. I feel sorry for the old boy because he'll never know what it's like in the middle of the night. Uh, when you're broken hearted and your life been shattered uh, and your dreams uh, uh, thank God he'll never know what it's like uh, when the Lord shows up uh, in the middle of the night and he gives you a song and he lets you know it's going to be alright and he's going to get you through and thank God you're going to make it I'm glad hallelujah oh, the sun will come up the next day I'm glad thank God if you stay with him uh, and you stay with the church he'll get you through amen he'll give you a song can I say verse 5 he'll give you strength he said from strength to strength you know what I've gotten this week I've gotten some strength I needed some strength this week <laughs> being hit on every side this is probably the Bible talking about the trial of your faith <laughs> I'm telling you it feels like it if it didn't but I tell you what I've been strengthened this week. You know why? Been in church every night. Coming to the house of God. Being preached to. Being around the people of God. Being around the presence of God. I'm telling you that'll help you. Why do people run from church when they get in trouble? Their marriage gets in trouble. And they run from the house of God. Their family gets in trouble. Don't run from him. Run to him. I'm telling you thank God. You get your strength. From God's comforting word. You get your strength from the house of God. Amen. 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 Verse 6 You'll be a survivor. He said, Pass them through the valley of Baca, which means a valley of weeping. Make it a well. Years ago, before I had joined Galilee, there's a young man in the church. They had. uh, Went to him, pastor did. Brother Steve went to him and he said, you know, you're committing sin and you're living a life that's bringing reproach upon God and the church. And you need to stop that nonsense so we're going to have to deal with you. Church discipline is still in the Bible. Amen. And he said, you do what you want to but I'm not quitting what I'm doing. So he gave him a space to repent in a month or two and he did not. They churched him. Brother Brown, his own mom and dad, raised their hand to church their own son. That wasn't easy to do. But they stood with the preacher and they stood with the word of God and they voted out their own son. About two years later, a tent revival was close by. The old boy staggered into the tent one night. He got under conviction. Didn't get saved the tent. He found out on the way home where everybody was at at a McDonald's. He got saved in the middle of McDonald's he knelt down at the, at the golden arches and, and got, about the only good thing comes out of McDonald's, amen. Uh, don't you tell him I said that. But anyhow, uh, the truth of the matter is that uh, old boy got born again. Got called to preach. About five years ago, this was several years ago, but about five or six years ago, I called his daddy one day. I said, Brother Wayne, how you doing? And he just busted out crying and I thought, what in the world did I say or what did I do? And he said, "Oh, I'm a doing all right. I got a letter from a boy today, and he's out there on the mission field." <laughs> And God is working in his life. You see what he did is he stayed with the man of God and his daddy did and he stayed with the church and you know what God did? He turned that thing around and no longer was in a valley of weeping but thank God it turned into a well of rejoicing and Brother Wayne was rejoicing and shouting and weeping and giving God the glory because he stayed with God and the church. Amen. Amen. How many people, I believe the pastor said last night, our pastor, about people he's seen who got out of church and it destroyed their life. You may think tonight, maybe that old devil's been a whispering to you. You don't have to come all the time, you don't have to be faithful. You can get, I'm telling you, it'll destroy your family, destroy your home. Brother Tim, there's something about staying with the church. Can I say, number five, we see in verse 7 and 8 what's demonstrated in the church? He said his presence is there. His presence. You know what is lacking in probably about 95% of churches today? The Holy Ghost. I preach to, a, Brother Tim, I preached to a lot of small churches. And I tell the Lord, I don't mind. I'm not worried about the crowd. I really don't. I've never worried about the limelight. Don't care about all that stuff. I said, as long as you come. If nobody else comes, if it's just me and you, but while I'm preaching, you'll come and show up. Thank God it'll be all right. I can handle it as long as you come. If you don't come, then I don't want to be there. Amen. I'm glad I can come to the house of God and feel the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the Bible Baptist Church. There's enough hungry people that want to keep the presence of God in the midst. Amen. Amen. Presence of God. I believe you said it right the other night. About the about eight churches you go to are dead and the next one's all right and then finally you get a good one about out of ten. God help us. You know what? What, what a blessing to be here. What a blessing. And I know some of you, when you go on vacation, you go to other churches, and you come back, and you say, wow, Brother Davis, was telling me about California, and coming back, he's like, wow. You forget what in the world you have. Uh, when you get away from this, and you go back out yonder, and what you see out there is, my goodness, how in the world do people get fed? Uh, thank God we're able to pull up to the table every Sunday morning. What a man of God that loves Jesus and preaches for the Holy Ghost. What a blessing that is. Amen. Hallelujah. His presence. We see his priesthood. He said, hear my prayer. Aren't you glad we can pray for one another? I pray for this church. And I know you pray for me. I appreciate that. Now we've got a directory I can add other names, but first thing I did when I joined, I asked for a list of names of every member here every morning, every night I call out your name that God would bless your family bless your children you know what, you can't can't pray too much Brother Casey, I pray for you every morning, my dear brother that God would bless your family hallelujah, there's just something about Paul talked about, Brother Jason I pray for you every day for you. I don't don't do Facebook. I'm not again. I just don't do it. I just, the preacher, he tried to get me to do it, and he said, I think it helped your ministry, and he asked me about twice. And then thirdly, he said, the third time, he said, you're not going to do it, are you? I said, not unless you make me. I said, if you tell me I have to, then I'll do it. I said, otherwise, he said, well, maybe get a website. I said, now, maybe I can handle that, but I just, I'm just not a Facebook person myself, but you know what? I don't Facebook you, but but I pray for you every day that God way over yonder put His hand on you and use you for the glory of God. And it's something that we have, the people of God, that we can pray for one another. Hallelujah, brother Tim. Uh, we can pray. I've been praying for you, my dear brother. Uh, praying at the house of God. I'm glad that we can come. I'm glad that our God does here. I'm glad the people of God can intervene on the behalf. Uh, I'm glad God listens to his children and we can pray. Amen. Yes. My nephew, his wife, Fawn. I believe it's only here because of the prayer of God's people. She was in a, a coma. She was on di- kidney dialysis every day. 30 some years old. Has lupus. Her heart was shutting down. I see you for three months. And God pulled her out of all that. Thousands of people praying for her. Brother Andrew, thousands. Don't tell me that the prayer of God's people don't. God done something for your son. The prayer of God's people. Wasn't it Sister Biddle that God told her it was going to be all right? She had been laboring before the throne of grace. Oh, hallelujah! But we see what is demonstrated in the house of God. Can I say number seven or six? We see the the delight in the house of God. David said in verse seven or uh, verse uh, nine and ten. He said, he said, behold, our God, a shield. Look upon the face of thy anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. You know what he said? They're just something about this place. They're just something about this place. I remember when I got saved at Brother Laddie. It was called the West Side Independent Baptist Church. It was on West 28th Street. And when I got saved, that old building would have to catch the, the water when it rained, it's falling apart. They tore it down a couple years later and moved over on Cypress Avenue. But I'll never forget that place because where I got saved. Amen. Then we moved over to Cypress Avenue and then about that time, dad got saved where we got to start going to every service. And my mama got sick. And I can remember her pushing herself up so weak. And she'd say, "Ah, I want to thank my Jesus. And they'd shout the house down. I'm glad, even though up north, that got brought up in the fire. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. You know what? There's just something about that place. I'll never forget it. Then we moved over to the, the, to the Cleveland Baptist Temple. Brother Joe Williams became our pastor. We had followed him from the west side over to the temple. He became our pastor and through the preaching of the Holy Ghost and taking that King James Bible and telling us how we ought to live and dress and go and do. I mean, skin our hide and tell us how, what we ought to do. You know what God began to do? Begin to mold my life. Begin to put things in me. You know what God's doing with you young men? He's putting some things down inside of you that, thank God, 30 years from now, if he hadn't come for you, uh, hear me, uh, thank God that you'll remember and thank God that somebody had invested the time. You'll thank God for Brother Gravely that was willing to get up and tell you how he loved you and preach to you and tell you what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. Just something about this place. I want to believe, and maybe you fellows that can help me after the service, maybe someone else wrote, I don't know. But he was also, he delighted in the position he had. He said, just make me a doorkeeper. Yeah. You know, if David did write it as a king, I think he wanted to keep the door because everybody bowed to the king. But in the church house, everybody wouldn't do that if a man's keeping the door. No one would ever be able to get in. I think he wanted everybody to know there's only one king when we come to the church house. And that's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. <laughs> the position. Brother Lee Davis came and preached at Galilee several years ago. And he said when he got saved, he didn't know anything about God or church or the Bible. He said after being saved for just a little while, they came to him and said, we, we want you to help us take up the offering." Brother Blake, he said, You you mean me? You're going to allow me to help you do that? He was overwhelmed at being able to take up the offering. What about if you got up here with the offering plate on Sunday morning and a tear trickled down your cheek? Because you said, Lord, you mean you're going to let me take up the offering? You mean you're going to let me play the piano? You're going to let me play an organ? You're going to let me run the sound system. You're going to let me teach Sunday school. You're going to let me preach the word. You're going to let me give my tithe and my money to you. You're going to let me sit on the pew and hear preaching. You're going to let me uh, uh, sing the songs of Zion. You mean you're going to let me do that? Uh, if we'd come into every service like that, I'm telling you the preacher would hardly ever get to preach because we'd be so full of being in the church house. Uh, I'm telling you, it'd change our services. Amen. 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 Most of time we don't take it. What a privilege we have. We take it as an obligation and a duty to be in church. I wonder how many last week said, man, I don't have time for revival. We got to make time for revival. When I first started, I've been in evangelism, not vandalism, evangelism, 25 years. And when I first started you never done a three-day meeting. And a lot of times, I even book two weeks to start it off. Man, a lot. They're doing now one-day meetings. You can't have revival in one day. Not if you're going to have an old, old sin-killing Holy Ghost meeting. Amen. Oh, yeah. It takes Baptists about three good weeks before we get right. I said we. Amen. Yeah. Then we can have revival. We see the delight in the house of God. You know what David said? He'd said, I'd rather live one day and be able to go to church than to live almost three years and not be able to go. (laughs) What about that? Hey, you know what? There's just something about being in church. This old generation, they're fading away. The ones that would fight to come no matter how they felt, they'd try to be there. I stopped a little church on a Wednesday night, 18 of us there. A the fellow come in, hobbling on the sides of his feet. He's walking like this, and tears running down his cheeks. He said, I'm in so much pain for my gout, but I wouldn't miss this for all the money in the world. That's that old generation. May God instill that. And some of you young folk that he instilled that desire in you that you would not go get a job. Some men already have a job but as a young person you would not go get a job that you know you're going to have to miss Sunday. You may make less than an hour but you know what? It is all worth it at the end. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You may not make as much money, but I'm telling you, you'll have more happiness. Hallelujah. Amen. Some men already got their careers. I understand that. I'm not a fussing, but I'm telling you, as a young person, you go ahead and make it in your heart that you're going to go to the house of God and you're not going to work on Sunday and you're going to go to church. Amen. Amen. That's good. The delight in the position of being there. Then, can I say lastly in verse 11 and 12? He gives a disclaimer. He said, if you go to the house of God, God will be a son. You know what a son is? It's a giver. He'll be a provider. He said, it'll be a shield. A shield is a protector. You know what I believe? I believe that there is an umbrella of protection for those who go to the house of God who are faithful. And I believe that when you lay out and you don't come and you quit, you lose that umbrella of protection. I believe that with all of my heart. I've seen people's lives crumble so bad because they thought it was going to get better when they quit church. I'm going to tell you, it don't get better. It's only going to get worse. Amen. The only hope you have is staying with Jesus and letting him work it all out. Amen and amen. He's a provider. He said, he said he'll give grace. He's a helper. Boy, I'm telling you what, I've got some help this week. I've enjoyed the singing, enjoyed the preaching. I've needed it. I'm telling you, been good to my soul. He said he'd give help. He's a helper. But he said he'd give honor. He said he'd give glory. You know what God said? He said, if you'll honor me, he said, I'll honor you. Amen. <laughs> You know what? I could stand here tonight, being in uh, the, the ministry for a while, and can tell you story after story after story from people I know, my own personal life, how that you honor in God and He will honor you. <clears throat> if you put Him first in your life, He will, but Caleb, He will honor you if you put Him first. Let's stand, if you would, please. <laughs> I want to thank God tonight for the church. The Lord has spoke to my heart about this message for the last two or three days. I pray that be an encouragement to you tonight. You might want to gather your family and gather them young on the altar and pray. You need to build your house around the house of God. Build your house around the house of God. As we sing, would you let the Lord help you tonight? Come talk to him if you need to. Young folk, I ought to pray the Lord help you stay in, stay in the house of God. Stay in the house of God. He'll give you strength, you'll be a survivor.